0: Everybody, this is so many sequels i'm josh i'm andrew i'm garrett i'm david excellent uh today on the show we are going to talk about one of the uh big summer big summer blockbuster i don't know yeah, why big summer blockbuster. it reminded me of frozen yeah uh this is this is one, yet another movie that has been um long awaited by a lot of people it was supposed to come out last year like most movies <laughs> that are coming out this year, um, but it was delayed uh-huh. because of obvious reasons, and it was released uh, this June in theaters and on HBO Max. We are talking about the film adaptation of Lynn manuel Miranda's In the Heights. Um, yes. Directed by John Chu of uh, Crazy Rich Asians fame. People might remember that. That's a fairly recent movie of his. Um, in the Heights stars um quite a few up-and-comers mainly you've got um anthony ramos who make people may know as uh or from hamilton the uh the filmed version of hamilton on disney plus he is in that uh, and then of course um this cory hawkins leslie Gla- grace melissa barrera uh gregory diaz the fourth jimmy Smits. Some names James people Prince, might recognize. And
1: Rosa? What's, what's, I can't remember what the actress plays Rosa oh, from Brooklyn 9 From Brooklyn
0: Nine-Nine? From Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, good question. I always, I forget her name as well. Stephanie Beatrice.
1: Stephanie Beatrice. I knew it was like S something, but I didn't feel confident.
0: So In the Heights is about um, Usnavi, a young man in Washington Heights in New York City who owns a little bodega store. And it is about his... He has a dream to return to the Dominican Republic, uh, but he also is torn between his community in Washington Heights and the people he loves there. So, uh, what did everyone think of In the Heights? Uh, I thought yeah, it was, think, Andrew. sorry, Andrew's, I just... Andrew's doing his thing. Let him well, he's going to pretend to not I mean, like it, and then he's going to love it,
2: we're just going
0: to uh, I loved it.
3: Yeah, of course. So he did. Of course he did. Of course. And that's all I got to say. All he has good to talk. say.
1: No good talk. <laughs> no extra thoughts. No
0: notes from Andrew.
1: He needs to go. <laughs> he's busy reviewing uh restaurants. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Weird. No, uh, but, Garrett, what about you?
2: Yeah, I also thought it was very good. Um, I wasn't I hadn't really this is my first experience with it. I don't uh I never got a chance to see the play and I tend to not like to go in blind and listen to the the songs without seeing it in some way, shape or form. Um, so I wasn't familiar with much of anything other than like the basic story. Um, but I thought it was really well done. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it introduces us to a, a at least me, a a, do, a different kind of culture, not just, um, you know, uh, of a different actual culture, but just a different city. I mean, the whole idea, at least for me, someone growing up in, in Oklahoma, the whole idea of like a neighborhood with with that kind of closeness of a community was even foreign to me. And so it was just odd to see, uh, that level of community with just like your neighbor. Um, so, so just a whole big variety of, of different things and experiences that I'm not used to, um, presented in a way that makes it looks like it's so much fun. Um, and, and that is essentially what Lynn was wanting to do. I mean, this is again, a love story to that, uh, community that he grew up in and, and his remembrance of it. So, uh, I thought it was a really well done and portrayed fun,
1: um, experience. Yeah. Um, so how do I put this? So I, um, <laughs> I think that everything about it is really, really well done. Uh, personally, I found that I couldn't really get into the story. Um, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I just kept waiting for something about it to, in particular to like hook me and nothing just really ever did. But I have to say that that, for me, feels like it, it doesn't really matter because everything else about it is so high quality. It's one of the best, I think, um, live action musicals that I've seen in a long time. Performances are all excellent. The, uh, uh, you know, the, the songs are all very, uh, very catchy. Uh, I think that the, I like the um, use of, (coughs) excuse me, I like the use of visual effects to amplify some of the stories. Um, there's a particular part, uh, I think during the song breathe, I could be wrong, but there's a song towards the, towards the, towards the end point. Uh, where uh, you get sort of a a dancing uh, along a a, a apartment building and uh, everything uh, really, I think does a good job of amplifying um, the, the music. Um, But yeah, so, but, but in general though, I, I, um, I feel like this movie celebrates a certain uh, culture and a certain neighborhood and it may succeed at that and, and have some failings there um, that uh, are, hundred percent for that community to respond to. So I think it's um, I think it's really good. I think it's really well done. I don't think they could have um, in terms of execution done much better. Um, But yeah, I, I, I I liked it. I didn't love it, but I'm okay with that because I don't really feel like I'm really what the target was.
0: I loved it uh, quite a lot. Um, in the Heights, it was Hamilton before Hamilton was Hamilton. Uh, the play debuted on Broadway in, in 2008. It won four Tonys, including Best Musical. You can in the music you can hear those hip hop influences that he that Lin will then go on to use more heavily in Hamilton. And some of the cast members are even the same. Um, so it really is like the birth of of that. But um, this was my first time to see the the, the story. I've never been able to see In the Heights on stage. I've heard some of the songs, but not to a great extent. So I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. Uh, it was on my list of most anticipated movies. Early last year, so I'm like two years waiting to watch this movie practically. Um, and I thought it was exactly what was needed for me right now. And I hope for a lot of other people. I mean, this is a movie that is really uplifting and joyful and loving. Um, and after such a long period of time for society to be dealing with sickness and death and isolation, it felt really good to watch a movie about community caring for each other above all else. Um totally. It um you know, we've fortunately we've gotten to see quite a few movies since um the beginning of the year with and now that things have started to slowly reopen and movies are coming out. But like this was the probably the first movie I've seen this year and maybe last year that like made me feel anything on a deep level. Um, in terms of joy,
1: mm.
0: I've seen plenty of sad stuff. I'm kind of tired of sad stuff, um, so it was nice to watch a movie that just like I I I had tears of joy at, at the end of the movie. Um, it's just such a just such a happy, uplifting feeling. So I I I felt like after seeing a lot of darkness not just in you know what we've been dealing with, but darkness in people. It was nice to see people worth believing in yep. on screen. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost, it, it filled a, a hole, a little hole in my heart for the two hours and 23 minutes that I was in Washington Heights.
3: Um, I agree. The thing is, is that like, <clears throat> yeah, this movie has been a long time coming. I mean, the truth is is that like I think this is the one movie that signals that everything is getting back to normal and I think it came out at the right time and the truth is is that like there's the the only takeaway I have from the the only takeaway I have from this movie is is that like you can't you can't not like the music you can't not like the culture of what you're seeing and the other thing is is that it's it's exposing you to a exposing you to a whole different world that's really within the United States. So it's not very far away. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a three hour plane ride. It's a two day, two day car ride, you know, but the thing is, is that what I'm saying here is that, um, the world that's created here is completely fresh. Um, the songs are amazing. The songs are absolutely amazing. The choreography is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. The direction is top notch. The writing is top notch. The best thing about this is that this is the first adaptation that we'll ever see that we've seen of this. uh, That's not on Broadway. And because of that, I think it's a really special thing. Because to see it in a theater is really special, especially right now. This needs to be seen in theaters. This really needs to be seen in theaters.
2: So that's everybody that didn't go see it in theaters. Well, that's their problem.
1: Yeah, that that includes me unfortunately. But uh you you get a uh, pass. At what, watching at home, it was uh I don't know, it might not have been the right way to go. It's possible that I would feel different if I had gone to a theater. I haven't really felt that with m- most movies this year. Um yeah. with maybe the exception of like Godzilla, but <laughs> I um I think that the i mean just the aspect of the music you know and feeling you know the the sound of the dolby you know or whatever kind of you know i i miss the uh the what is the one what's the what's the style where you know they do the you know they did the, the all around you thing you know
2: yeah
1: um you know i miss uh miss that so uh yeah but yeah you're absolutely right you know it's this movie feels uh like it has a uh, real life in it and um it's got it's got its its fair share of, of drama of, of 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 conflicts but for the most part it um is more of a celebration of, of this community and um you know that, i think that's uh that's worth having every now and again and it um, obviously shines a light on a demographic that is underrepresented like uh like many minority groups in cinema
0: yeah, I, I I think there's a lot to credit uh, the director, John Chu, for with how this movie is presented. The, he he makes Washington Heights and, and this community look like it's not in the middle of New York City. Like it looks like and feels like its own little thing. And there are even parts where you see outside of Washington Heights and it looks different. It looks like a modern day city because this... Um, the movie is set in modern times. People use iPhones and and things like that, Um, but there are parts of it that feel timeless. Um, You've got um, Lin-Manuel's shaved ice cart feels like an old thing. Even the Mr. Softy truck looks really old. Um, But then you've got um, Vanessa's fashion career, which feels very modern and, You've even got um, a, a subplot where Sonny and um, Nina, is that her name? Sonny and Nina are, are attending a protest I- to support Dreamers, and that is a very recent thing. So it's Yeah, that cool. was post the play. Right, obviously that was after the play. And there's even a part, there's there's a song where um, they're listing um, influential women, uh-huh. and they add Sonia Sotomayor the Supreme Court Justice, who uh, was not a Supreme Court Justice at the time, the play. No, was I don't think
1: when the play would came out, I don't remember when she was put on the Supreme so there's Court, maybe 2010. New
0: things. Yeah, it would have been after because,
3: yeah,
1: it would have been. So, there's yeah, cool
0: stuff added on like that. Wor-
1: worthwhile uh, updates, I think, the ones that yeah. they had. Um, you know, I've heard, uh, I've read some some information from uh, people who were fans of the Broadway production. I know that. Um, apparently, some of the songs' uh, orders have been switched around, or at least uh, may in some cases dra- drastically switched around. Um, and I, I kind of I really wish that we we, we uh, had more time to speak with someone who's seen it or who's experienced it in its Broadway form to really compare and contrast. Um, I didn't find it, it it didn't feel jarring to me watching. So I hope that that means it was fine uh, in terms of all those changes they made, because it seemed like fairly natural to me, everything, every every beat.
0: And fans of the Broadway musical may have noticed that in uh, the song 96,000, there is a line removed uh, that references Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah interpret that it's as hard, to believe, it's hard <laughs> to believe
1: that they ever would have included donald trump in the first place
0: hey it was a long time ago and people thought different i don't know
1: <laughs> he was more of a he was more of, a a, of Just a a rich guy back then he was i mean he's mr monopoly back then you know right, he was right. like uh he was like a cartoon
3: character
0: he wasn't like saying quite scrooge mcduck he is today yeah he was he was like i guess the american dream i guess I yeah know.
1: well he was a cartoon version of it
0: I mean, that's kind of how he is mentioned in in that original line. It's, mm. you know, they're singing about what they would do with ninety six thousand dollars. And the line is basically referencing that um, I would be on the links with Donald Trump and he would be my caddy.
1: Yeah. And I think they changed it to Tiger Woods. Yes, they did. Which make more sense to begin with. But whatever, It does,
0: <laughs> it does make more sense.
1: I mean, it seems like the kind of thing that like on a Broadway production, like um, if, if Lin-Manuel Miranda, the writer and the director and the star is involved, it seems like the kind of thing that they would have fun changing performance to performance. Like, Hey, tonight I'm going to say Tiger Woods, or tonight I'm going to say Michael Jordan. I'm just going to say famous rich people, a different mm-hmm. one every night. And the recorded version happens to be that, but, or the original, but maybe but, but obviously that's just me speculating. It seems like the kind of line you could have fun with. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't got much else to talk about with this. It's, it's a pretty big show.
0: What did you guys think about some of some of the um, the actors that um, a lot of people haven't seen before or haven't seen very much yet? Um, I'll start by saying I personally think that um, I want to make sure I get I get the names right. Um, Anthony Ramos, obviously, yeah. um, Melissa Barrera, and Gregory Diaz IV, who played Sunny, are movie stars ready to go. Uh, I thought yeah. they were captivating. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I do think, I do think this movie could have used an element of star power. Boo! Um, to that. No. There was a. There was a. There. You know. There's no. not like a. And it doesn't need to. And I, I. don't think it needs to be in the main players. But I think in some of your supports, because I'll be honest, someone like Jimmy Smiths, who's been around forever, Jimmy and Smiths everybody is, knows, and is no a star, dis, and no is disrespect. A star, no disrespect to Jimmy Smiths. All right, long time, famous actor. All right, very, very well respected. Nobody has a nobody's turning out just to see Jimmy Smith. Hey, what about what about Mark Anthony? Mark Anthony <laughs> would have been amazing to have in the movie if you were Give saying me Jimmy hey, Smiths over Mark Anthony. Anything. Early two thousand, you know, like that's a big. So anyway, it, I'm just my thing is not necessarily for the main lead roles, but for some of those supporting cast members, uh, some people that people go oh. I've never seen them in a musical or if they'd never had a chance to be, you know, do this kind of thing before, that'd be interesting to see Um, maybe four characters like, uh, hang on. Oh, the shop, the, uh, the, the, the the barber, the, the salon owner, Um, you know, Stephanie Beatrice is a very new recognizable name, very popular from Brooklyn nine, nine, things like, you know, things like that. Uh, I would have, I gotta be honest, even though I thought they all did very good. I kind of popped every time Lynn manuels running cameo <laughs> continued because I was like, Hey, Lynn manuels back. And it's, he, our friend. it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you're excited to see uh, that guy. And, and I don't know, I feel, I, I feel bad saying it, but I think there's an element of, uh, I think there's an element of it. that's a little true for me is that when Mark Anthony show up, I, my wife and I, my wife went, is that Mark Anthony? And I was like, no.
2: <laughs> very
1: unlikely to be Mark Anthony, but he looks a lot like him. And then he kind of turned around a little bit more. And I was like, we were like, that is Mark Anthony. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I mean, imagine, I don't guess she, I don't, I don't guess she would have met. It, it would work. I don't know what her uh, ethnicity is, but imagine Jennifer Lopez as uh, the salon owner. Abuelita, that would be, Abuelita?
0: you want her to be Abuelita?
1: That would be, Grandma. that would draw, that would draw people in. They go, oh man, that's a really big part in this in this production and it's going to be you know one of the most well like one of the one of the biggest representatives for the uh, latina or latinx community in of the last like 30 years so i'm not saying that it needed to be done but i think that there's an argument you could have made i appreciate that they went with smaller names or lesser known names
3: the, the one thing i had to say is that like it's this movie is not like the one I'm getting ready to compare it to. The it's Dark not Night. like what? It's not what? The Dark Knight. It's yeah, not ready like, for yeah. The, ready for exactly. the Dark Knight comparisons. But like this movie is, this movie is like, I would say the definition of an epic. You like, always say things are an epic. But like this is an epic. Like this I don't is an think epic. Andrew. But like, but like but li- listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> I'm comparing this a little bit to like West Side Story. West Side okay. Story was tragic. But w- this movie is uplifting. But mm-hmm. the, diff- the same things that they have in it is that they both take place in New York, and they both have actors that are relatively new. And and yeah. writing on that, it's a very, very it's almost like walking a tight line, walking a tight line. And the thing is, is that this movie in particular, like, walks that fine line very very well, and everybody does their part. It's hard to pick up it's hard to pick like who did the best. I think the person for me anyway, who, who was, I think, I think the best one was the woman who played Abuela. Yes. And, yes. and that's all I'm going to say about that. I won't spoil it, but, uh. but She's it's, good. She's yeah, good. her scene was good. Uh, her, The scenes that she was in, she just, she, she just kind of stole it a little bit. And that's what I liked about it. And the she fact actually that- um,
0: originated the role on Broadway.
1: Cool. Really? That's yeah. very cool. That's very
3: cool.
0: Cool. I did not know that. Yeah, well, one of the
1: other one of the other originals um, was the truck driver. He's also uh, Washington. George Washington. Yes, yes. Hamilton. Yes. He plays Benny. Is that the right name,
0: Benny? Benny. Or ben? Yeah. He played the the Corey Hawkins role. Yes. I
1: felt like I recognized Corey Hawkins from something, but I can't figure out what.
0: You you probably did because I felt the same. And then I looked him up and I thought, OK, I've seen some of these things.
1: Oh, yeah. He was uh, he was in Kong Skull Island straight out of Compton. Yeah, yeah he was
0: great.
1: And how could I forget his role as Navy Op in Iron Man 3? So yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. He also
3: stoked the Carmichael in Black Landsman.
1: I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm looking for, but I, I, I it's on my list. Andrew. It's on my watch list. Well, is there any other, any other aspects we want to talk about?
0: Um, yeah, I think just cause we haven't really talked about it. I think the um, choreography was really impressive um, yes. and looked good on screen. Uh, that's part of the whole spectacle of a musical and it looked really good in a movie theater. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Um, Ninety-six thousand in particular was like a show-stopping number. Just seeing them dance in the pool was really cool. Um, yes, it,
1: it was. It, it also uh, gave me severe uh, COVID anxiety.
0: Well, uh, I was
1: like, I was like, oh gosh. I mean, all these people spitting in the pool.
0: On that note, I thought public pools were kind of gross before covid so i don't my opinion's not really changed <laughs> That's true. they're still kind of gross but yeah. the the choreography is cool it looks great um it's not one of those movies where it's like uh ah, these people can't dance no they're they're really good no, <laughs> um no, yeah and the and the voice they're singing is great we didn't have a like a russell crow and les miz moment where it's like you can't really sing um <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
3: I was kind of wondering if maybe this movie was was recorded live to sound. Like, kind of
0: like what it is. It's the best movie musical since cats and no one can argue <laughs> that. That's true. No, um, it's it's the best. I don't know, going back to where, but it is one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Usually those those adaptations can be hit or miss, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's great to just have uh, occasionally get some live action movie musicals. You know, the most prominent version, the most prominent uh, musicals of the last, I don't know, 40 years have been animated um, has kind of owned that genre, but very nice to get another one. And, you know, it's hard to, it's it, it'd be hard to imagine that this doesn't eventually um, lead Disney down the path of green light. If they, if they have the distribution for this, a green lighting, a, a, uh, a Hamilton live action uh, musical the uh, or the film, I should say. And uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: But um, I don't have anything else to add after that. Um, so unless anyone else does, we can uh, move on and talk about it's uh, opening weekend box office hall.
1: I will. I will get right to that. I do want to mention. Um, so uh, we, um, I think are all aware of the criticism that's kind of dominated a lot of conversation about, in the heights um that's the representation for uh, the afro latino or afro afro latina community and um i think none of us as a uh, for I think, <laughs> mostly white guys or all white guys um have really any uh input or reasoning or 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 um with which to really to that but i do want to recommend um and uh, she has a website it's got uh, rosa uh on twitter search uh search latinx lens and listen to her podcast her interviews and her uh she has a few articles about this subject so if you really want to uh hear from somebody in the community who has some authority uh, she's a very good follow um i haven't regretted it so far so uh, check her out
0: that would be uh, great because you are right we are not qualified
1: no this uh, this whole review was brought to you by some whites. Um, anyway, uh, let's. let's move on.
0: <laughs> the whites let's are at it off. again.
1: Let's move on to the box office stats for the movie. Now, this has also been somewhat controversial. Yeah. Uh, In yeah. the heights, debuted to uh, uh its opening weekend three day total was eleven point five million dollars, um which. Wow. Comparatively, in the pandemic, that's not bad at all. Like no. uh, you know, we were talking just a few weeks ago about Spiral uh, brought in eight million in its opening weekend. So um, it, I would hardly call it a a, a big failure of any kind. Um, hang on, that's I know, that's I need the weekend numbers. So um, in its opening week, brought in eleven point five. It opened in the number two spot, just uh, just narrowly five hundred thousand dollars behind the resurging, uh Quiet Place Two which brought in $12 million in its uh, third weekend. Um, at number three, you had The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Check out a review of that now. Brought in 10.3. And then Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, brought in 10 million in its opening weekend. Uh, at number five, bringing in 6.7, Disney's Cruella. Uh, this is a pretty significant weekend uh, as we make our way uh, out of the pandemic and into a little bit more normalcy in which you had three, you had four movies make at least 10 million dollars that's not happened the entire run of the pandemic um double digits for 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 more than two movies has has not been seen um i think audiences had uh, some real diversity at the box office you have a pg13 you know thriller horror uh you have a pg uh, pg13 uh mu- you know broadway musical on film you have a pg kids movie and then you have a rated r horror film so like and then you have a pg-13 whatever cruella would be um disney movie so uh there's a lot of options and i think a lot of people took you know they, they took advantage of it um you know some people uh want to come up with a lot of different reasons for why in the heights wasn't number one why it didn't hit the expectations that it had of between 18 and 20 million it's probably a combination of things but i think like most musicals Ah, uh, there probably be some legs to it. This is a better opening than The Greatest Showman, which went on to make. Um, let me see, I had that number pulled up. Greatest Showman went on to make about 150 million dollars uh, during that its entire a run.
0: Big sleeper um, hit.
1: Uh, this is a higher opening than the highest-grossing live-action uh, uh, musical, Chicago, uh, which in its wide release only brought in nine million dollars. So again, but you know that was in uh, 2002. So the numbers are a little different, but. <laughs> You get my point. This is not necessarily the end of the road uh, for uh, in the heights and being the kind of movie it is. I kind of expect we'll see it continue to do fairly well. Um,
2: I disagree real quick, just because I was going to talk about this. I just knew it was going to tie in with this. I think that most people are not going to go see it in theaters in general. Um, I don't think that I think that while people are going back to movie theaters, I think the fact that you can watch this at home. And it has a two and a half hour runtime is going to deter a lot of people to go sit in a movie theater for it.
1: It's very, you know, and it's very possible. There are I a think, lot of factors. I think that are people
2: movie. are going to want to listen to it at home, watch it in bits and pieces um, and be more inclined to do that. Again. Yeah. Or, or, or something like that. Then go sit in a movie theater for two and a half hours.
1: It's entirely possible. Um, like I said, I think that it could be a very easily a combination of factors. I think, you know, Um, the fact that you have a lot of other exciting movies at the theater, um, it is available for free right now on HBO max. Um, the fact that there, we talked about maybe star power was a factor for some people. Maybe the play, you know, the, 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 um, name recognition of the play isn't as high as say Hamilton. So it could be possible that even with all the marketing they did, there was a lot of people still going, going, I really don't know what that's about. Um, so, you know, there's, I think there's probably at the end of the day, it's probably a combination of a lot of different things. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but you, traditionally musicals have had a, like have had a pretty good, what they call a leggy run where they just continue to make like between five and 10 million every week, you know, like they don't really dip hard down and they don't open huge. Like I, I think I, I I tried to look it up. I think, the biggest openings for musicals are always animated. Yeah. Like, like um, you know, that's just how it is. Um, so for uh the year 2021, I'll just run through this really quick. Your top five, I won't really talk about the numbers too much, but it's a quiet place too, has surged into the number one spot for the United States at 114 million as of uh June 17th, Godzilla versus Kong at number two, Cruel at number three, Ryan the Last Dragon at four, and Tom and Jerry at number five. Um, that's it for the box office stats this week and um I believe Andrew is running the game this week for oh, letter yeah,
0: you could forget
1: he had a big he had a big win big yeah, first there, big win since nomadland
3: yeah I don't know when that was but I can't remember so I think you were well
1: yeah we were you guys recorded nomadland in like uh February
3: <laughs> yeah so been a minute been a minute and a half all right boy you gotta be glad over there all right so uh what is everybody's score i'm gonna
1: uh, uh i'm gonna guess it has a 3.8
3: okay david you have a
1: 3.8 yes
2: i was gonna go 3.5 okay low. Garrett,
0: you have five.
2: yeah I've been on a low side lately.
0: Brash powder, too brash. Well, then I'm going to go with 4.0. Uh, mm, 4.0, straight 4.0.
3: So, yep. All right. So this week, let's have a look. There are 276 fans who rated it. Um, one of you is exactly right.
0: <gasps> and that person is. Mr. David, right David, right on the it, money with that three point eight.
1: Does that a
3: three point eight? Um, oh, I got
0: yes. to put down that I want. Um, one of our let's
3: see, uh, one of the reviews was apologies to all the blockbusters coming out this year, but nothing is going to be more exciting than, than like a hundred people dancing together in the street in the opening number of In the Heights, and I agree. Accurate.
2: I would argue this is a blockbuster.
3: Yeah
1: block beaster i don't know why i
3: brought <laughs> one, that up well uh, one person gabriella b29 who gave it four stars said no one warned me about the lynn manuel jump scares <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Good one. But yeah 3.8 all right another all- on the wall for david
1: yes it uh, ties it up at the top it's me Josh Garrett tied at five. Andrew behind at third in th- with three. Wow. Andrew all alone in second place. That's how you spin it for yourself.
0: Damn right. All right. Um, all right what
1: are we rated here? Well, let's yeah. rate now ourselves. I,
0: I will start. It's an easy five stars for me. Oh, no. Easy five stars for me as well.
3: There's no, oh, no again, there's no shortening that. I
2: am going to go with the four. I'm not going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a four. Oh,
3: no,
1: no, no. <laughs> so uh, I will see myself out as I'm giving it a three and a half. It was very good, but didn't do much for me. <laughs> Everybody, good night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that makes our our average score a 4.5, which is pretty good. Significantly higher. Yeah. Higher than higher than uh, Letterbox so far, but yeah, pretty close with the Rotten Tomatoes folks.
1: I think 4.5 is pretty good. Very highly rated right now by critics, so
0: and yeah. audiences.
1: Good word of mouth and audiences. So good word of mouth. Hopefully, this movie sticks around for a little bit. And if not, I think Josh, we talked about this privately. This movie is, I think, so much more important uh culturally than it is uh monetarily so even if it doesn't make a ton of money i think it will hold a very special place for a lot of people
0: it's important for a lot of reasons it holds a special place for me and if you miss this movie then like you messed up i'm sorry like eh, you, that's on you <laughs> Yep. that's on you even if you're like david and can only give it a three and a half um. Hey,
1: you know, like i said really good movie execution great just didn't uh, do anything for me personally but that's okay
0: you just couldn't connect through the television that's how, that's all it is
1: possible but also the TV. I, don't I don't know i i i can't really come up with real criticisms other than i was just i just found myself going okay yeah all
0: right yeah okay i just i don't know fair enough i don't know all right well we'll be back here soon with another movie to talk about um let us know what you thought of in the heights on one of our various social media pages we're on all of them facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd you can find all our links at so many sequels.com including where you can subscribe to the show podcast or video so go check that out um we'll be back soon Bye. bye bye